Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Woo! The Democrats hate each other. Well, that was fun. As well as Donald Trump. Maybe not as much as they hate Donald Trump, but wow, they don't like each other. That and was fun. I think that basically came out last night. Um, it was just uh, that was a a Donnybrook. It was a knockdown drag out punch fest. Good stuff. Uh, the tone was set early with Chuck Todd trying to get control of the of the mess that was up on stage. There's the night right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 20 seconds of just talking over each other. Just, um, I mean, they have to know. Don't you have to know? That's you're you're not helping the cause here. This it's is not just a, it's not bedlam. a good look for anybody. It's not a good look. It doesn't sound good. It, it, nobody knows what you're saying. Is it my turn? Jeez. Uh, so, did they go after Bloomberg? Oh, you bet they did. Uh, they went after Michael Bloomberg last night, big time. Uh, he took some shots, and he should. He's a douchebag. <laughs> but. Uh, one of the, th- I mean, one of the things that are probably the thing they're most pissed off with him about is he's rich and they hate him for it. That's a disqualifier. Isn't he's it? a billionaire. Yes. In that party, in that party, wait a minute. Uh, if you're a billionaire, sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me think this through. No, everybody on that stage is rich. So never mind. <laughs> Guess not. Except uh, that they don't, you know, they don't, they don't include themselves in that. Right. There you obviously. go. There it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Obviously, excluding me and my wealth and my three homes, including my summer vacation home, you weren't even supposed to mention that. A Bernie was pissed that <laughs> that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why shouldn't it? That is fair game, man. When you are a democratic socialist and you're talking about all this income inequality and how terrible it is and how much you care for the poor and you're all about the little guy, the working class... And then you've got homes all over the all over the stinking country. Yeah, shut up. It's just hypocrisy. It's just I mean, I don't care what they do with their money. And I you know, it is a little suspect that they go into they go into office dirt poor or middle class and they come out millionaires every single time. Virtually every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing about Bernie is that he has spent the last four decades in public service. Yet he has these three homes. He's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. It just and he claims some of that. I mean, a lot of it probably did come from a book, but it's come from other places too. Uh, yeah, as Peter Schweitzer. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking. Peter Schweitzer for us last week. How him and his wife uh, did that whole ad buying scheme. To me, that's an amazing loophole that somebody should close. I mean, somebody that can't. All he did was hire his wife to be his media buyer during his campaign. And then every media buy she places, she gets paid 15% of the buy. In other words, you, uh, you, do a, you place media that costs a million dollars. She gets $150,000 of it. Wow. And you don't even have to report that. Profiles in Corruption, the name of the book that outlines this for us. It's a nice scheme. Mm-hmm. Really nice little scam going on. 
Uh, so, you know, you place a $2 million buy, and <laughs> she's going to get uh, 250000 of that, 300000 of that. You, you can get rich pretty quickly buying ads for a big campaign. <laughs> really amazing. <clears throat> All right, so as far as what was actually said, plus we've got uh, uh, Glenn's special last night to talk about as well. Um, amazing. Uh, but let's start with Elizabeth Warren talking about exchanging one billionaire for another. I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, mm. of harassing women, and of supporting racist mm-hmm. policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Look, I'll support who the Democratic nominee is. Mm. But understand this. Democrats take a huge okay. risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. <laughs> I wonder who, she, who could she have been talking about there? <laughs> well, any number of people because uh, there's Tom Steyer too. He's also a billionaire in that uh, party. And arrogant. And arrogant. Uh, but he just didn't happen to be on stage. Right, right. Obviously, she's talking about Michael Bloomberg. Oh my gosh. And Tom Steyer last night tweeting there, during the debate. Do you miss me yet? See you in South Carolina. Did I miss you yet? Shut up. Who is this? I don't think your own wife misses you. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Pathetic. Really pathetic. Uh, So another thing that uh, Warren had to say was that uh, I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. No, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. <laughs> I love it. You want that clip? Uh, yeah. Well, all right. If we have it, absolutely oh. play it. Oh, I sorry. don't think we have it. Uh, wait, did they just say that? Sorry, we were talking. I'd like to talk about who oh, we're running we against. Do have it. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse faced oh, lesbians. Is that the same one? And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Yeah. Our bad. Yeah. Democrats. Okay. okay, so there you go. At the very beginning. I, I love that. I <laughs> I love that. So the gloves came off. And uh, actually the brass knuckles were put on more like, wow, that was just uh, an amazing affair. Yeah. An amazing affair last night. That yeah, entertaining. I, I thought you were wanting to play the, uh, do you want to play the non-closure uh, agreements that Warren was blasting uh Oh yeah, she's a, she's a little pissed yeah. off about that too. Here, here we go. We have go. a very few... Non-disclosure agreements. How, how many? Is I mean, that? very few. Pause it for a second. <laughs> Stop. For, go back to the beginning because we have a very few non-disclosure agreements from some women that I I groped. Okay, I oh, you know wait. I felt up some chicks <laughs> oh, no. that I just thought were tasty, and I you know I said some things to them that were super crude and. Did I promise them advancement for sex? Eh, probably. Just a few times we had non-disclosure agreements from these babes, these broads. Uh, <laughs> this is unreal. <laughs> this guy doesn't know how to debate. He is terrible. All right, start this from the beginning. That's, mm. that's pretty tasty stuff. We have a very few 
non-disclosure agreements. Uh, how many is that? <laughs> how many is that? None of them accuse me of oh doing my. anything uh -huh. other than other. maybe they didn't oh. like the joke I told. And oh. let me just and let me put there's yeah. a be, agreements Dude. between two parties that wanted to keep it quiet, and that's up to them. They signed those agreements, so, and we'll live with it. So wait, when you say it is up to, I just want to be clear. Some is how many? And and when you and when oh, you say they signed here. them and they wanted them, if they wish now to speak out and tell their side of the story about what it is they allege, that's now okay with you. You're releasing them on television tonight. <laughs> Senator, no. is that right? Mm. Senator, the company Senator. and somebody else, in this case, uh -huh. a man or a woman, or could be more than that, they decided <laughs> when they made an agreement that they what? wanted to keep it quiet for everybody's no. interest. They signed the agreements, and that's what we're going to live I, with. I'm sorry. No, the question is, are I the women bound by being muzzled Good by you? Gosh. That is... That was a bloodbath. Staggering. <laughs> I couldn't believe it last night when I, that he was actually... Just admitting it. Yeah, I'm a scumbag, and, and uh, yeah, there's just a very, I mean, a few. Well, and, uh, Are there less than a thousand? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you mean by a few? Was it just him or people within his company? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, I get the impression it's him t okay. telling off-color jokes, saying things uh, that are okay. crude. I, you know, did he grab women? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> to admit up on stage... Yeah, it's just a few jokes. I mean, whatever. <laughs> that was fun. And the Democrats, they're going to let you get, they're going to like that? They're going to be okay with that response. Please. Wow, he's really unaware. Unwoke, if you will. Uh, Biden went after him on the non-disclosure stuff as well. It's easy. All the mayor has to do is say, you are released from the non-disclosure agreement. Period. <laughs> We talk about we talk about transparency here. This guy yeah. got himself in trouble and maybe begins saying that he would there was a non he couldn't disclose what he did. He went to his to, company. Just to be super clear, that was about the list of clients. No, 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 no. I know what you mean. But he said he went to the company and said, I want to be released. I want to be able to do it. Look, this is about transparency from the very beginning, whether it's your health record, whether it's your taxes, whether it's whether you have cases against you, whether or not people have signed non-disclosure agreements. Oh, you think the oh, women, really? in fact, were ready to say, I don't want anybody to know about what you did to me. That's not how it works. The way it works is they say, look, this is what you did to me. And the mayor comes along and his attorney say, I will give you this amount of money if you promise you'll never say anything. That's how it works. Mayor Bloomberg, final word to you. <laughs> I said we're not going to get to end these agreements because they were made consensually. And they have every right to expect that they will stay private. Wow. Wow, that, that was I fun. mean, that's... I thought it was ironic, though, that Joe Biden, of all people, yeah, is. is doing is. that. Attention his... pot <laughs> calling the kettle. Attention pot calling the kettle. Yeah, after the debate, uh, Elizabeth uh, Warren said that, uh, quote, I hope that Bloomberg decides to live by what he says. He wants to see the Democrats beat Trump. That's mm -hmm. great. Drop out of the race. Take your ego out of it. Man, I mean, that's, that's just unacceptable. <laughs> and he will not... He will not release them from the from the NDAs. That's that's pretty amazing. I, that shows you that there's there's some pretty damaging stuff there. <laughs> he also probably paid a fortune to get those NDAs. He probably made people 
very, very wealthy uh, to keep their mouth shut. And so, yeah, you're going to sign. But uh, for him to stand up on stage and that's your only defense? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, they already signed it. So I'm not going to tell them that it's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I want to be as transparent as the next guy, but no, I don't want him to talk. Mm-mm. The other thing is, he also said he was too wealthy to release his tax returns. Wait, what was that? Yeah, he's. I mean, essentially, it was something to something to that effect. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Wow. He said he was too rich to release his tax returns. He can't. You know, he can't do his taxes on TurboTax like the rest of you losers. Um, <laughs> that's essentially what he was saying. So he's got stuff to hide. This, and we all know that, but it has it ever been more evident that Michael Bloomberg has such a checkered past that he doesn't want to... How do you even get into this race when you're Michael Bloomberg and you've done all the stuff that he's done? Everything that Trump is accused of, this guy has done, and then some. And he's he also happens to be a totalitarian... Hmm. Uh, which doesn't help his cause as far as I'm concerned. It probably doesn't bother any Democrats. But uh, <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. And we wondered, are they going to go after Michael Bloomberg? Are they really going to go for the juggler here? Oh, yeah. they. That's exactly what they did. Because they're afraid of him going up, what is it, 16 points yeah. in the last couple of weeks? Skyrocketing. Yeah, so he's... Uh... And then one national poll... Uh, it was, I think, 31 for Sanders, 31% Sanders, and 19% uh, for Michael Bloomberg. So he was in second place. And uh, they can't allow that to happen. <laughs> he just, uh, He's just waiting for him. He's doing the Rudy Giuliani strategy. He, it's just that he has a fortune to spend while he's not in these beginning races. Yeah, and I think after last night, he was wishing that he had not qualified yeah. for the debate. Yeah, the deba- he should have stayed out of the debate. I mean, what a stupid thing to do. He, that's ego. Again, he should have known he's not good enough, and he's got too much to hide to get up there on stage with these guys. He just got taken apart. He got a few shots in. Uh, you know, he brought up Bernie Sanders' socialism. Do we have a... Let's see. Well, I admit that we're, yes. the question was about socialism. What a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What did I miss here? <laughs> well, you'll miss that I work in Washington, House 1. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, House 2. That's uh-huh. good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer camp. Forgive me for that. But, Where is your home? But, which, tax, wow. which tax haven New do you York, have your home? New York City, thank you very much. That is... Fantastic. Got a socialist in he has three houses. That is fantastic. Forgive me if I have a summer home. <laughs> like like thousands of yeah. people. Yeah. I'm sorry. How many, how many Americans are there? Uh, mm-hmm. 330 million. But thousands have summer homes. Well, I think he's in Vermonters. Uh, oh, yeah. Vermonters. Yeah. Which still. Uh, okay. Cool boy. That's a, that's a good sell there. Mm. That is uh, amazing. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. He works in Washington. And by the way, so that's right. You do work in Washington. You have your whole life. So where's this money coming from for the three homes, including the summer home, like many Vermonters? Wow. 
Some that, fun that is stuff fantastic. last night. That was the greatest debate I think I've ever seen. It was called by John Podoritz, the greatest debate in human history. <laughs> Did he really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greatest debate in human history. And it might have been. It just might have been. <laughs> awesome. All right, let me tell you about Keeps because losing your hair sucks and we all know it. K-E-E-P-S is where you need to go to put a stop to the hair loss. If you're losing your hair, and sometimes it starts really early in life. Other times, you know, it's inevitable when you get older. It, it's just a process that is almost unavoidable because of... Um, a hormone that messes us up. I I don't know why we can't remove that hormone from our bodies. But there are two FDA-approved hair loss products that do uh, fight the process and put a stop to the process in 90% of men or women who try this. And it's really easy to do, too. With Keeps, you just answer a few questions online, you snap a few pictures of your hair, and then a doctor reviews everything. And we'll recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped discreetly to your door. So easy. Um, so again, 90% effective, plus in, at stopping hair loss, plus 66% of men experience hair regrowth, which is absolutely amazing. Losing your hair sucks. Do something about it. Here's what you can do. Go to K-E-E-P-S. K-E-E-P-S, keeps.com slash Pat, to get your first order 50% cheaper. 50% off. Keeps.com slash Pat. That's keeps.com slash Pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah, so everybody took a hit last night, I think. I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I'd be hard-pressed to name a winner. Maybe Amy Klobuchar? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. She had a moment. You want to see her with uh, Pete Buttigieg on uh, Mexico and how she didn't know the president's name there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Let's do that one. Uh, both her and, uh, who was the other person that didn't know? Uh, maybe it was somebody who was, Tom oh, Steyer. it was Tom Steyer. Yeah. Yeah, so here's Klobuchar. My colleague specifically asked you if you could name the president of yes. Mexico, and your response was no. Yes, that's right. And I said that I made an error. Um, I think having a president that maybe is humble and is able to admit that here and there maybe wouldn't be a bad thing. Mayor but it was, if you could let me response, if you could. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't liken this to trivial. I actually didn't know how many members were in the the Knesset, so well, you got there you me there. Go. But you're staking your candidacy on your Washington experience. Mm. You're on the committee that oversees border security. Huh. You're on the committee that does trade. You're literally in uh, part of the committee wow. that's overseeing these things. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's a good point. Uh-huh. That's a pretty good point. Yeah. Um, but the Democrats don't care about this at any other time. I mean, she's on the committee that oversees border security. Why? They don't believe in border security. The Democrats want to take the border completely. They want to erase it and just decriminalize uh, border crossings. You don't have to do anything uh, to cross the border except have a desire to cross the border. Yeah, there wasn't much love for capitalism last night. Uh, I don't know. Did you notice how they had that uh, when it came up? There was some weak applause, and then there were some boos. I, I think you would love those clips. I, I don't know if you remember them, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that was probably the most poignant course, moment as, as far as that's who the Democratic Party is. It does show who these people are. Uh, 
Here's what uh, Keith is talking about with the weak um, applause for I capitalism. I believe in capitalism, but I think our the goal of someone in government, it's like three and people. A president <laughs> of the United States, should be a check on that. Mm, wow. Like, uh, oh, am I? Oh, that's right. It's a Democrat gathering. I, I am not supposed to applaud capitalism. Mm. I think there were more boos for capitalism than yeah. Applause. Check this out. You'll, you'll hear that. I can't that. think of a ways that would make it easier for Donald Trump to get reelected than listening to this conversation. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm. We're not going to throw out capitalism. We tried that. Other countries tried that. It was called communism, and it just didn't whoa. work. So, so let me make a proposal. Whoa, 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 I mean, on the whoa, stage, out whoa. there, everybody, the, like the candidates, whoa. like Bernie and a few others up there, uh, out in the audience, uh, they were booing that you've already given up on communism. That's what that was. That is amazing. There's your Democratic Party 2020. You know what's strange? I, I don't meet these people who love socialism and communism in real life. I, I, I think Lynn had one communist. We called him something, the communist. Do you remember this? In New York. Uh, or was it Philadelphia? So I don't know. Photographer? <clears throat> no, 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 no. no. Uh, although he was <laughs> close as well. Um, but no, there was somebody in the company who was, and we called him... Like Jared the Communist or something. I, I, I don't remember. He hasn't hmm. worked for us for a really long time. Okay. Uh, but other than him, I've never met a person who enjoys the splendor that is socialism or communism, who believes in it, who thinks America should evolve into that. Certainly no one I've that has lived it. I've never seen it. Nobody that's lived it says, boy, you guys are missing out. Never. I, All the refugees from communism and and the uh, blight that it creates. All of them come here and say, don't do this. They're getting way cl- way too close to the fire. We need to back off the socialist nonsense. But uh, we just keep traveling down that road. Mm. Uh, judge also argued that Democrats should vote for him because unlike socialist uh, Bernie Sanders and former Republican Bloomberg, he's actually a Democrat. Most Americans don't see where they fit if they've got to choose between a socialist who thinks that capitalism is the root of all evil and a billionaire who thinks that money ought to be the the root of all power. Let's put forward somebody who actually lives and works in a middle-class neighborhood in an industrial Midwestern city. Let's put forward somebody who's actually a Democrat. Look. Hmm. Okay, so... Uh, smattering, I mean, that was mixed as well. So I, I don't know where these people stand. I don't know what they want. Or just <clears throat> rank-and-file Democrats? Or is this is this gathering, is this gathering somehow um, loaded up by certain uh, factions of the Democrat Party to, to have the most extreme elements in there? Because, I again, I don't know who these people are. Can you possibly be Americans? Jeez, it's un—it's unbelievable. Uh, so I think a lot of them do want uh, a socialist transformation. They want that socialist revolution. And that's why there's so many, so many radicals that work for Bernie Sanders. And uh, he finally last night disowned a few of them. We have over 10.6 million people on Twitter. 99.9% of them 
are decent human beings, are working people, are people who believe in justice, compassion, and love. <laughs> and if there are a few people who make ugly remarks, who attack trade union leaders, I disown those people. They are not part of our movement. Okay. Are so. they not? Are they not? Wait, doesn't he have people on his campaign talking about how Milwaukee's going to burn? If if that's the case, why didn't he fire those people? Right. That were exposed. That were talking about burning Milwaukee to the ground. But 99.9% of his supporters... Ugh. None of those people were fired. Uh, the guy who talked about burning Mil- Milwaukee to the ground, if he's not uh, nominated... And uh, the people who talked about there needs to be gulags and we need to send Americans there. They all, they're still, they were still employed last I yeah, heard. And these aren't fringe people. This is like you said. No, people are actual... worked for the campaign. We had the picture. On the, the payroll. Other, yeah, we had the picture of the day of the group of, of Bernie supporters uh, in Georgia who when they're posing for the picture, they all have the socialist workers of the world unite fists being raised in the air. Come on, man. Yeah, these are your supporters. You love that they're part of your team. And and this is an absolute accurate representation of who your base is. It can't help but be because he talks about revolution all the time. Well, you're, you're going you're gonna to gather together a bunch of people who literally believe in an actual revolution in this country. Especially when you're talking about socialism. That's what they do. <laughs> they revolt in, in countries. And... Uh, because they, they're not patient like progressives in this country are. Progressives and socialists and communists are all have the same ideology. But progressives are just patient communists. They wait for a long time because they don't want the bloody revolution. Uh, and so they do it step by step, little by little. And then there are factions among those people who get impatient. And they're the ones who want the immediate revolution. And they don't care if you have to drag capitalists out of their office chairs and kill him in the street. They don't care. And so he's got a bunch of people with him that feel that way. There's almost no avoiding it when you're continually talking about a socialist revolution. It's un-American. And it's not safe either. You're, you're just fomenting uh, that, that kind of activity. Uh, here's Michael Bloomberg trying to, uh, you know, get the conversation off of his non-disclosure agreements and uh, talk about the tax code billionaires today if you can believe it have an effective tax rate lower than the middle class so maybe just the tax code why are you complaining who wrote the code that's great you, you and did. Your, yes. You and your you campaign. And con- you and your camp. Not me. Oh, you on. and your campaign contributions are unreal. People who represent the wealthy and the powerful. Yes. Those Most are the folks. Democrats. Thank those you. Are, well, and Republicans too. Ha. Huh. Uh, fascinating because, as Bloomberg should have really pushed that point. You've been in office for what? Thirty years. Rewrite the tax code. There's been reports that Bernie Sanders has never been, um, he's not responsible for a single piece of legislation in the history of him being in office. Really? <laughs> should look that up because I just heard that. Where did I hear that? I may have heard it from Rush. That he he isn't responsible for a single piece of legislation since he's been in office. I mean, he might have co-signed some bills or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's never crafted anything. He's, he's never gotten a, written a bill and gotten it through. Uh, so 
that's pretty ineffective stuff. Meantime, here's uh, Bloomberg on his wealth. Here's what he has to say. Has it been an obscene amount of... Should you have earned that much money? What? Yes. I worked very hard for it. And I'm giving it away. And he's giving it away. Oh, shut up. And I'm giving it away. Well, the TV networks, you know, running his ads, (laughs) giving it to them. What a question, though, from Chuck Todd. What Uh an un-American question. Yep. Should you have earned that much money? What do you mean, should I have earned? What are you talking about? Yeah, I created a company that's been super successful. I own it, and uh, yeah, I should receive the benefits of it. What do you... Of course I... Yes! Jeez. Should you have earned millions of dollars for what you do, Chuck Todd? It's a really amazing place we find ourselves in the United States of America. Uh, You would think. You would think these were the early years of the Soviet Union, the way people talk. Should you have earned that much money? Yeah, of course I should. But the only way he can justify the fact that he's a billionaire now is to uh, say he's giving it all away. Yeah, I, I have it. I, I did earn it, but I'm I'm giving it away, too. <laughs> you're, you're under no obligation to do that, by the way. It's nice when you give away uh, some of your money. It's a very good thing uh, to be charitable. But you don't have to get rid of all of your money just because you're wealthy. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed. And this incredible debate coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Has some thoughts on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. Ryan Rosentrader tweets, oh, come on, it's just a summer vacation cabin. Mm-hmm. Every good commie has a summer cabin to get some sun. <laughs> Feel the burn. That he paid apparently $575,000 for. Nah. Just a cabin in the woods. Keystone Pig tweets, a bunch of statists arguing over which one is bigger. Mm-hmm. From Poppycock, uh, last night's DNC debate was sponsored by Life Alert, Metamucil, and the Villages. <laughs> the Villages, America's friendliest hometown. The Villages, America's friendliest hometown. Thank you, Joe. The One more time. Villages. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> Tweets, get it right, Bernie. Get it right. Bernie said, I have a summer camp. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, that's where he sends all good capitalists mm-hmm. uh, to the summer <laughs> camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill writes, Bloomberg, communism doesn't work. Every other Democrat, them's fighting words. That's exactly what it was. Stop the world, I want to get off. Tweets. I thought Bernie's brain was going to explode when Bloomberg mentioned communism. Uh, and from Bob Blah Blah, is it just me or has President Trump won every single Democratic debate? Uh, it feels that way. That's, yeah. The real winner in all of this, I yes, is Donald Trump. <laughs> That's, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. As they were making their, doing their closing remarks, um, Joe Biden last night got interrupted by a heckler, uh, as so often happens now, so often is the case with these wonderful Democrats, because this is what they've created. Mm-hmm. I'm running because so many people... Are- 
Three million people? Is that what it's Deported, yeah. You deported three million people. Please give us a moment. We'll clear the room and let... And let... No kids in cages. You deported three million people. Blah, 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 blah. I tell you. That's their base, man. They can't be elected. None of these people can win this election. Please, by all that is holy. Seriously, I think we're in true peril here. Uh, These are uh, un-American hypocrites. They're dangerous ideologues. They don't care about the rule of law. I mean, they mention it all the time now. The rule of law. Since when do you people care about the rule of law? Since when has American sovereignty meant anything to any of you? means nothing. means nothing. They don't care about protecting this country. Uh, and they just, they're just really dangerous. They you, really, really are. Did you get to see uh, Harry Reid last night? He's, uh, he's looking good. You, you see that? Uh, you read about that? You see this in the paper today? Harry Reid's crazy, Jay. <laughs> you, watch this video. Watch this. I want you to see debacle his in Iowa. Look at him. We saw what happened oh, wow. in New Hampshire. That's an Iowa interesting look. Iowa and New Hampshire do not represent the I don't think I'd recognize him with United the hat. States. The, the bowler hat on. <laughs> and that's why pundits are saying, and I'm saying, uh-huh. that we should have Nevada as the first state to vote. Oh, hey. Nevada is a a state where we have shown Mm -hmm. that state parties are meaningful. Mm. We have the best state party organization in the Mm -hmm. entire country. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. I love the hat. Yeah. That really really helps. Good luck. Accentuate his age. (laughs) I mean, it makes him, it takes him from his 80s to his late 90s, probably. I I like that. Uh, That's nice. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good look. I don't care what he was talking about. Blah blah blah. First in the nation, caucus, primary. Yeah, just the uh, just that gangster look he had going on. That was <laughs> it's good. That was good. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. Uh, and it reminds me of some of the other. You know, he's he's said so many good things. Oh, pomegranate trees over the years. Uh, that was my favorite moment. Yeah, well, this is one of my favorites. What do you got? I love going grocery shopping. I yeah. Look around, buy the uh-huh. things. So, you know, Landra and I are. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Without our children, okay. our grandchildren, we live alone, but we still buy uh, food. You believe that? They still buy food after all these years? Who, who does who that? Does when you're retired, <laughs> you, you still eat? You still buy food? Wow. Mm. Okay. What pigs. And we, I enjoy that so very, very much. <laughs> you enjoy buying so food. So I know, mm-hmm. yeah. have a good idea how much $4 will buy or $4.50 to be specific. I wonder if he still buys food. I wonder if he still enjoys going to the grocery store. <laughs> So relatable, the Harry <laughs> Reid stories. And if he does, does he wear that hat? Because uh, that would be a special, special time. <laughs> Grocery shopping in that hat would be wonderful. In that whole suit, that whole... Yeah. That's good. Seriously, if I would have just seen him with the hat there and the microphone in front, I don't know that I would think Harry Reid. Mm. Would you recognize him? I mean, you know it's Harry Reid, so it's a little tough now. But just looking yeah. at a glance, I don't know. And probably not without the voice. Yeah. Without hearing the voice. Wow. Looks like his eye healed up pretty well. That's good. Finally. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah. After... From that beating he took from some, exercise I don't know, equipment. union thug. No, oh, that's I mean the exercise equipment. I mean the exercise equipment. Union thug. I right. don't even no, know what you're no. talking about. I, I don't know how that came out. That mm. was really weird. Really weird. Because I meant 
exercise equipment. <laughs> you see, the thing about exercise equipment, if you don't vote the way it wants you to, oh, and if you don't read the script it, it writes pissed. verbatim, gets pissed. Uh, Nautilus, it could it could yeah, get it, angry. It'll take you out if it can, and it almost did him. And it almost actually. did. Um, also, after his uh, uh, debate performance, you might be wondering how does Pete Buttigieg feel about private health insurance companies? Because mm. I know you're thinking, wow, that was a tremendous performance i let me hear what he has to say on other things because i'm really interested now in his candidacy here he is talking about private health insurance the question of whether it leaves in private insurance intact that's actually up to the insurance companies either they'll come up with something better mm-hmm. that'll compete with the plan i'm putting out there or they'll fail and to be honest i don't care wow oh wow okay so he doesn't care if private insurance companies go out of business are those jobs not important, the people that have those jobs? I guess those people just don't matter. They just don't matter because it's a it's an industry he doesn't like. So And I don't care. Like when wow. Obama said What a president he would be. Yeah, coal, coal companies, you know, they can continue to exist, fire up their plants, but if they do, uh, they're gonna go bankrupt. He didn't care either. When it's when it's their agenda, they don't care about they don't care about people. How many people work for private insurance companies? that would be unemployed at that point. He just doesn't care. That's amazing. Uh, he's also reportedly touted partnerships with uh, black-owned South Carolina businesses <laughs> that the uh, black-owned South Carolina businesses deny they've had these partnerships with him. <laughs> Last week, he wrote an op-ed in a South Carolina newspaper, <clears throat> The State, promoting his Feder- uh, Frederick Douglass plan which he describes as a comprehensive investment in the empowerment of black America. So he's really trying hard to uh, finally get some minorities on his side. They don't like him. That begins with entrepreneurship, he said. <clears throat> and our campaign has proudly partnered, partnered with local businesses like Diane's Kitchen in Chester, Atlantis Restaurant in Monk's Corner, and the Fair Deal Grocery on Charleston's east side. He wrote. Now, according to ABC News, two of those businesses, Diane's Kitchen and Atlantis Restaurant, said they only remembered welcoming Buttigieg's campaign as customers. We didn't, <laughs> didn't forge any partnership with him. <laughs> they are so desperate. That's this great. campaign with the black vote is so desperate Crazy. to make it look like they have support. Remember they used the stock images and it was some people from... Uh, Africa or whatever, and they were like, these Americans uh, support Mayor Pete or whatever it was, and they were using stock photos. Yeah. And then apparently over the weekend, the news broke that someone on his campaign staff um, had like a, a burner account on Twitter posing, and she's a white chick posing as a, um, like a black dude in Nigeria. This is Mayor Pete. Yeah, mm. he's he's good. He, you know, you should really... What a ridiculous campaign. Uh the way that they are trying to make it appear that blacks support Pete Buttigieg, which is the furthest thing from the it's truth. absurd. Uh, Diane's kitchen owner, Diane Cole, said, I stand for what I stand for. And I didn't say I had a partnership. <laughs> the report then alleges that the Buttigieg campaign attempted to persuade Cole into oh. changing her position. Uh-huh. So that it would more closely match the language Buttigieg used in his op-ed. In multiple messages. Wow. Jeez. 
It sounds like you're saying that I'm your business partner. Partner, I'm only going to accept that you all stopped in while you were campaigning <laughs> in South Carolina, and I welcomed you all. <laughs> I love it. So all they riot. did was eat there. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign any partnership agreement. That's like saying I, I'm in an agreement right now with Chick-fil-A because I've eaten there before. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're partners. And that was the other thing. They, they, they said that they, all these black pastors in South Carolina supported him. And like the majority of them came out and like, wait, what is this? That is the lies are amazing. Unreal. The lies are amazing. Uh, I got more on Buddha Judge coming up here in a second. First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. If you love your dog, uh, and I know you do, if you have one, you want the best for him. Now, dry dog food is uh, it has to have a shelf life of two to three years. So, dog manufacturers have to sterilize the food, which Kills all the good nutrients in it. You know, the probiotics and the enzymes. Those are all burned out in the process. That's why I love Rough Greens VitaSmart. First of all, it's, it's not dog food. It's a healthy supplement that puts into your dog's food all of the live nutrients necessary for really good health for your dog. Make them feel like a puppy again. Put this on there. Sprinkle it on top. Mix it in and... They gobble it down. My dog does. So it doesn't really matter if you use <clears throat> the most expensive dog food in the world or you just make some at home, your homemade dog food. Rough Greens VitaSmart will make your dog's food better. And then you're going to see a difference in the activity level and in the health and in the coat and in the eyes and pretty much every aspect of your dog's health. If you want to see your dog thrive again, go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F roughgreens.com slash blaze or call 833-MY-DOG-33. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. It is. Thanks for noticing. Uh, speaking of Buddha Judge, it, it doesn't end there. <laughs> he was uh, He was at some, I don't know, CNN town hall answering questions i think that's also where he he said the thing about uh private insurance um he also said that god doesn't he doesn't belong to a political party and then some here here's what he first of all I'm, I'm glad to be with a fellow episcopalian mm. and uh i agree look it starts with sending the message that god does not belong to a political party and pause it for a second okay but political parties can be on god's side and one of them isn't. <laughs> okay? I think clearly one of them isn't. I'll let you be the judge of that. And by the way, you mm-hmm. know, it's also very important to make clear that the presidency and the Constitution and, and my presidency will belong to people of every religion and of no religion equally. This is not about mm-hmm. imposing my faith on anybody. Really? Because you talk about that all but, the time and how bad but I, I gotta Christians say, are. Like you, I find uh, a message in Scripture that is very different from oh what oh, the political gosh. right don't, seems don't. to to want to talk about all the time. Uh, a lot about poverty, a lot about compassion, a lot about humility that I seek in my imperfect way to live up to, and that does have implications for how I will approach public office. Whoa. And the mm. time has come 
to send a message that people of faith have a choice. And if you belong to a Christian tradition or do any do moral or religious <laughs> tradition no. that emphasizes Pete. making yourself useful to the oppressed uh -huh. and standing with and identifying with the prisoner and welcoming the stranger. Mm -hmm. Stranger, by the way, is mm -hmm. another word for immigrant. Immigrant, yeah. Yes, that has implications <laughs> in public life. And I won't be afraid to talk about how my positions no, are informed by my faith. Oh, that is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great that you talk about God in the Democrat Party all of a sudden. I don't know where that came from. The giblets on this guy? Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, can everyone, first of all, can we all agree that the Bible does, in fact, condemn his lifestyle? Now, you can disagree with that condemnation or not, but the fact is there is a strong condemnation there. Again, whether you believe in it or not, that's whether it's right or not, that it's something frowned upon by God, that's up to you and your belief structure. But the fact is it's in there. So if you don't like that or you don't agree with that, don't complain to me about it. Take it up with whoever wrote the Bible, first of all. But there's no denying it's there. It's in the Bible. So... How is it that this guy continues to cast aspersions on other people using that same Bible? I mean, it's this point, too, about, about poverty and the poor. How many times do we have to hear that absurd notion that we ignore the poor and aren't doing what Jesus asked us if we don't believe in massive government programs? Wanting higher taxes on the rich, that's not a biblical concept. It's not. It's the opposite of what Jesus taught. Because it involves force. Force is a tool of Satan, not Jesus. If the money is taken from you, you haven't done anything for the poor. That's not charity. If I freely give of my substance, that is of God. That's what Jesus taught. How can that be so hard to comprehend? And for these Democrats to be all holier than thou with Trump supporters, I mean, you do know, Democrats, that you're supporting multiple grievous sins when you support Democrats, right? <laughs> Again, force. Democrats believe in and encourage government control over any number of aspects of our lives. Then there's the not, thou shalt not kill portion of the Bible that they seem to ignore while supporting, encouraging, and promoting the murder of millions of babies. I think we're at around 63 million since 1973 in Roe v. Wade. Also, the, the very first commandment given after leaving the Garden of Eden was multiply and replenish the earth. If nothing else, abortion is in direct conflict with that. I mean, they put animals on the same level as human beings who were created in the image of God. That's in direct conflict with the Bible. Giving people handouts without also offering them the opportunity to maintain their self-respect and dignity, that's also in direct conflict with the Bible. Paul said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Period. Read 2 Thessalonians, or as President Trump said, 2 Thessalonians. <laughs> For even when you were with even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. 
If a man will not work, he shall not eat. <laughs> That's pretty clear. Jesus also taught, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar, and unto God that which is God's. So you're supposed to obey the laws of land, like, I don't know, immigration laws. To, to main, maintain order, and in the interest of safety and common sense, a nation has to monitor and manage who enters into it. Plus, we're no good to anyone, anyone on this planet, if we allow ourselves to be overrun until we're overwhelmed. We need to shore up our own house, and then we can help others. Also a biblical principle. First Timothy says, But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That means we've got to take care of ourselves so that, yes, when it's necessary to take care of others, we can do that too. So please, by all that is holy, Democrats, stop using scriptures. Stop subverting the teachings of Jesus and using them as a weapon. I'm just so fed up with Buttigieg doing that all the time. That was their winning formula for taking back Congress in 2006. It really was. I think it's a winning formula. Mm. They, be careful, Republicans. Got to resist it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed. On Twitter, where we get uh, Scotty Sweatman tweeting. I don't know if it was the greatest debate ever, but I want it on DVD. It was like watching a highlight reel of Shark Week. It was like a a last man standing gladiatorial (laughs) games event. Uh, The Steve 42. So was Joe Biden even at the debate last night? (laughs) He actually was, yeah. Uh, He got off a couple shots. Yeah, I thought Nothing it was significant, though. fun how he went after oil executives. And then someone yeah. on Twitter pointed out, wait a minute, your son, your <laughs> son is so into the right. oil business. Huh. Huh. Yeah, that's... Okay. Constitutional nobody? Like Bernie, I haven't written any legislation either. Where's my $175,000 a year for doing nothing? Mm-hmm. From B to Bodine. So Harry Reid's a mob boss now? <laughs> he does have that soft, I'll make you an offer. You can't refuse, voice. Uh, and Kristen, Harry Reid's trying to pull off the Matt Drudge look. Yeah, that did look like a Matt Drudge hat. And uh, it's really not becoming on uh, on Harry, to be honest. Uh, it just makes him look older. Sicker. <laughs> More fragile. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888 um, Do you know that Biden said the other day that Bill Clinton lost the first 12 primaries before finally coming back and winning, and that's why he was he's now proclaiming himself the comeback kid because <laughs> he's gonna he's going to overcome Iowa finishing fourth and New Hampshire finishing fifth, and he's gonna come blazing back to win this thing. It's not quite true that um, that Clinton lost the first 12. I think he he won he won uh, like the. Sixth, He lost five in a row, I think. And then he won. He won Georgia. He won Georgia. Yeah, yeah, that was sort of his firewall, Georgia. But there was a whole bunch of other primaries on Georgia night that he did lose. Uh-huh. So he lost, He only won one of the first 12 or 13 or 14 or whatever it was. Uh, but Biden is no Bill Clinton. He's, he doesn't have that charisma. 
uh, he he's losing it, I think, a little bit um, mentally. Yeah, that was a rough night last night. Yeah. I love how he's like, I don't know if he was signaling to the cameraman or someone in the audience, but he's like, He's like doing one of these. I don't, I don't know. Is he telling the camera guy to focus on me? Come to me. I think weird. that's what it was. Yeah. So in a weird, weird way. His weird way of saying, hey, would somebody pay attention to me? Remember when I was the lead candidate here? Anybody remember that? Mm. No. No, Joe. <laughs> nobody does now, kind of. So he's fighting to stay in this race, hoping against hope that something good is going to happen for him in Nevada. But... Sanders even leads that, and I, I keep hearing, "Well, don't don't worry about the polls in Nevada; they're not good, and anybody can win this thing." So we'll see. Hmm. It, that happens on Saturday, um, and then the next week is South Carolina, yeah. and that's also, man. He really hopes to do well in South Carolina. Also on a Saturday, and then just three days after that, it's Super Tuesday, March third. Happy New Year. We're gonna have there by so in a, like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a whole bunch of people that drop out of this race, right? Because after Super Tuesday, if you still haven't produced anything and, you know, you're Amy Klobuchar or Tom Steyer, uh, don't you really have to go away? I guess Steyer can continue to waste his money if he wants to, but um, he's not the kind of billionaire that Michael Bloomberg is. Bloomberg is, what, the eighth most, the eighth richest on the face of the planet. Uh, Steyer's nothing like that. Yeah, so uh, 15 plus 4. He's like a trailer park billionaire. A trailer park billionaire, yeah. Mm -hmm. 19 of the 50 states will have voted after March 3rd. Yeah, so that's... I think we're going to see some real attrition after that. Um, And and good. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty here, and let's, let's see the real battle royale. And it looks like it's shaping up to be between... Bloomberg and Sanders, but I don't know. Maybe Biden squeak, squeaks in there somewhere. I think Elizabeth Warren is done. I think Buttigieg might be fading fast. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. Uh, also, there's a call now for universal public transportation. Is uh, is Mayor Pete on board with that too? Do we care about the public city's way free public transit oh. amid rising costs? <laughs> Progressive lawmakers across the U.S. say mobility is a human right. Wow, is there anything that's not a human right now? Mobility is a human right. And they want residents to be able to freely move around their cities no matter their income. Yeah, I think Boston's making a push for it right now. Yeah. Michelle Wu, city council member in Boston, wants everybody to ride for free on subways and buses (laughs) that crisscross the region. She says the city is experiencing a transportation crisis as ridership declines, rush hour traffic rises, and the infrastructure of the Massachusetts Bay Transportation Authority continues to crumble. So everybody just rides for free. Another another human right that uh, that exists. Huh. I love that. Transportation is a human right, but being born is not. <laughs> That's great. I mean, when you say it like that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we really want to protect you to be able to, you know, getting on a train and moving from one place to another. But uh, if you'd like to be born and be able to live a life, sorry. No, you got no rights on that. (laughs) I'm sorry. We can't help you there. Uh -uh. Uh, (laughs) Uh-uh. What? I mean, what next? 
and if we're if we're saying all of these things are right, healthcare is right, transportation is a right. Can't doesn't food have to fall into that? Are yeah. we going to have to start buying people food? I mean, Andrew Yang wanted us to have money. Mm. Money's a right. Money's a right. <laughs> Food's a right. Uh, shelter is a right. So you have to have a place to live. I think we're good, right? We're, I think we're good. All? Yeah, uh, we've covered everything. Clothes, clothes are all right. Clothes are all right. Well, but eventually, though, if you give everyone universal transportation, mm-hmm. you know, public transportation, it'll be eh, 10, 12 years before it's like, well, everyone actually needs their own car. They can't yeah. be expected to ride on the yeah. public bus system. Because, well, plus, uh, everybody has the right to leave when they want and go home when they want. Yeah, it, and if um, they, there's no bus that does that, they have a right, a human right to leave when they want. Free to come and go. So they have to have a car. You're right. <laughs> and then, of course, we'll have a, a jetpack. Everybody will have to get that when those start catching on. Can we see the video? Do you want to watch that? Because that's a fun video. Uh, when are we going to get the uh, universal I want the right packs? to do this. Yeah. Yeah, this guy in Dubai. Look at this thing. This is Flying really all over old. the place. I want this. Yes, that please. That is really cool. Yes, please. So he's flying over the water right now. Look at that. Uh, now, hang on. It looks like, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah? There goes Rocket Man. Then he speeds across the bay. That is impressive to me. He wins the city of Boston. He's going to give me one of those. That's what I want. I don't want the bus pass, the monthly pass. No, thank you. I want the ability to fly above buildings. Comes with a parachute, too, I guess, just in case the thing stops working. Then maybe your battery or your. You'd be okay. Float down to. Because, yeah, that would be scary. So if that thing doesn't work, you're dead. Government needs to get us one of those. I mean, that's a right. We have the right Absolutely. to fly. Absolutely. Yes, I should. Not only do I have the right to get someplace, I have the right to get there fast yep. and unencumbered by traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where do you, where do you draw that line? Uh, well, universal you uh, NFL Sunday ticket at my house because I have a right to watch every NFL football game. Yeah, I can't believe Sunday. you have that, and I don't. It should be a human right. I don't have that. Okay, well, that's wrong. I, then you should. Is that not over, wrong? You want to come over to my house and watch football? No, there's no roads. That's right. Shoot. Yes, Dang it worked it. to my benefit this time. Ah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. See, uh, TV Rob down the hall says I have the right to have an Iron Man suit, and that's <laughs> that's what we we should. Is have. that a different guy than the guy in France that was doing this? Yeah, that's different. This is Dubai, and then the prince, uh, some prince over there, like confirmed this is like a real deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Now you in the UK hospitals uh, can deny care to racist or homophobic patients. Wait, I thought it was a right. Yeah, I, I thought, thought I thought healthcare, healthcare was, was a right, right too. So no, not if they're mean. Not if they're it's, mean. Yeah, if they're mean, you let them die. In fact, you can. I think you could kill them. Just take a scalpel and ram it through their throat. Or oh, wait, that's just. <laughs> I mean. And maybe just linger it a little bit, and I don't know, um, have them, you know, uh, die of thirst. Like the oh, one guy who yeah, was yeah, they've uh, done that. They've already done from that. A potted plant because nobody would come and bring him water. It's the Cur- healthcare currently. Get this. This is this is amazing. Currently, staff can refuse to treat non-critical patients who are verbally aggressive or physically violent toward them. Uh, but these. Protections will extend to any harassment, bullying, or discrimination, including mm-hmm. homophobic, sexist, or racist remarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they make some kind of homophobic or racist remark, or you think it is, uh, you don't have to treat them. Yeah, but whose truth? 
whose truth are we going on? No, there? I'm not sure. As we try to define what not homophobic sure. is or ra- okay, go ahead. What do you got? Police will also be given new powers to prosecute hate crimes committed against NHS, the National Health Service staff. What is determined to be racist or homophobic is anybody's guess, <laughs> since many elderly patients will be totally unfamiliar with modern politically correct speech codes and could be deemed to have be, to have behaved in a racist homophobic way mm-hmm. uh even if they didn't maliciously intend to well yeah and what if you use the wrong personal pronoun i mean point of personal privilege yeah go ahead go ahead please mm-hmm. do not use gendered language to to address everyone <laughs> right and if you do yeah i don't have to treat you i can let you die oh wow so Jack Montgomery highlights, in late 2017, an NHS patient who requested a female nurse to carry out a cervical smear, cervical smear, mm-hmm. complained when the hospital sent a person with an obviously male appearance. Oh, oh, oh. here we go. Close cropped hair, a male facial appearance and voice, large number of tattoos, and facial stubble. And so the patient thought that that person was a man and they wanted a woman and uh the nurse insisted my gender is not male okay whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm a transsexual over there i can don't call me a man when i'm clearly a woman it's obvious to everybody here over there that i'm a woman don't call me ma'am the line between critical and non-critical care is also up for debate because you're not supposed to deny critical care. Uh, will refusal to treat a patient because they said something someone deems offensive result in accidental deaths? Can you believe we're actually here at this place discussing this? Where you cannot treat somebody if they offend you in some way. <laughs> what in the world? How do we stop this madness? Mm. It's even worse uh, than China's social credit score, which mm. hasn't yet gone as far as to punish people by withdrawing medical treatment if they engage in wrong thing. But in Britain, they, man, they are spiraling out of control. But that, I mean, it doesn't start till April. That's way, 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 <laughs> way down out there. the road. How I old mean, will you be in April? I, I, mean, I mean, I don't even come know. Come on. I, I can't even do the math. Well, I literally A can't thousand? do the math. Uh, 1,500 years old? I don't know. Give or take. So, I mean, it's so far out there. We can't see this uh, happening in our lifetimes. They've got to come to their senses before that, right? You have to see the uh, consequences of this and say, Britain? Okay, never mind. Yeah, they're not going to. No, you're right. They're not going to. No. (laughs) That is just crazy. So, who gets to deem what's offensive? Who gets to decide what's homophobic, what's racist? What's your truth? What's sexist? Whatever your truth. And who gets decide to decide whether or not it's critical care? I mean, that's amazing. That's just and this is what happens chilling. when you all of the folks on the stage last night for the Democratic debate are big government types who mm-hmm. just love the idea of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is this is their dream society is the government controlling your decisions and your health care like this. Man, unbelievable. Here we are. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's a you know it's a world out of control, which is why a switch to Patriot Mobile might be in order right now. 
Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone service that donates a portion of your monthly bill to organizations and causes that you believe in. Uh, they're not donating to socialist causes. They're not donating to Planned Parenthood. And you don't have to sacrifice, you know, a huge bill in order to support <clears throat> these causes. They've got plans starting at $25. $25 a month. Patriot Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same nationwide really reliable service you get with anybody else and no hidden fees either and it's it seems you know really inconvenient to switch carriers seems scary but patriot mobile makes it really easy for you you can keep your number if you want you can change it if you want bring your own phone or buy a new one and you get the same again reliable nationwide service as with everybody else go to patriotmobile.com pat and get free activation when you use the offer code pat plus you'll also Get a free gift in the process when you open a new line. So patriotmobile.com slash pat or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Traffic and weather together every 40 on the 4. All morning long. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, oh, yesterday we were talking about whether or not people still get their traffic and weather together on the radio, or do you do it on your GPS? And we did a poll. Uh-huh. Uh, and what was the outcome there? Uh, I think it was like eighty eight to eighty eight point seven. I think said uh, their GPS, their handheld, and their phone was like eleven percent, something like that. So. Wow. Uh, it was overwhelming. overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's just the case that when you do traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes, mm-hmm. I think that might have affected the polls a little bit just because people just don't know when it is. <clears throat> well, it's every four minutes on the threes or every, as I just said, every 40 on the fours. <laughs> it's not that hard. I mean, it, that's why it's really catchy to say every 40 on the fours. <laughs> it should be easy. You should know. It should. When, yeah, when it really should. Change but the channel. Kind of disappointing. All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> got this from a spunky trucker. I got to say, I hope Biden becomes a nominee. He's the only one Trump can be tough on without being accused of being sexist, homophobic. Sanders has too many nuts backing him, and Shorty has too much cash. Shorty? <laughs> he was short. He, I don't think he was standing on a box last night because Elizabeth Warren towered over him. Yeah. Uh, Jay May tweets, Wait, did I just hear Pete say his interpretation of the Bible is very different than others? Uh, yeah. <laughs> George A. Crocker. So, uh, you know, we've got, we've got the big uh, uh, Super Tuesday coming up on March 3rd. George says, what? Super Tuesday falls on New Year's Day? <laughs> yes. No, you smart, Alex. Yes. No. It's coming up. You excited? Did oh, you get your... Uh... Man, am I... 2020 New Year's uh, mm-hmm. party favorite mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. The Steve 42 public transportation is a right and should be free, especially when you're going to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. To, you know, have the right to take a life. Yes. <laughs> Real Tyler Morgan, according to the left, making money and living aren't human rights. Uh, but everything else is. Mm-hmm. Everything you can possibly think of. Miss Lissa, you have the right to roads. And free transportation to Pat's house. Oh, that was a message to me. That's that's to you, Keith. That's sweet. Uh, Biden sniffs kids. There's no reason to give everybody free food. Bloomberg taught everybody to farm in four steps. 
so everybody can get seed packets <laughs> and grow their own food. Problem uh, solved. Uh, right. All you gots to do, you fixing to dig a hole. Yeah. And then you drop a seed in the hole. Yep. You cover it up. Yep. And then you step on it. No, no, no. You no? Skip, what? You, you skipped. Uh, what? You put, what you do? You, okay, wait. You dig a hole. Yep. You put some water in it. And then you put no. the dirt back on. No, it's Brondo. What is what you, what you pour on it to make it grow. Uh, no, you almost got there, but... Uh, I'm so I'm just a farmer. I can't, can't be expected to remember all those steps. How many was there? I, now I've... There I, was like 48 steps or something. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, coming up in a few minutes, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Hillary Kennedy and her friend... Asusana Resendez, who is trying to become the first Republican Latina congresswoman representing Texas, the great state of Texas. Uh, she's a conservative, and um, I, we've never had a conservative Latina represent this state in the U.S. Congress. Mm-hmm. So this could be our, our first chance here. Yeah, I think Wichita Falls, Amarillo, uh, cities like that are in her yeah? district. okay. So. Oh, it's Texas 13. Mm-hmm. North Texas. If that means anything to you. And I'm sure if you, you live in Maine, that means a lot. Oh, yeah, I know right where Texas yeah, 13 Texas is. Texas 13. Oh, it. yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously. Why didn't you say so in the first place? Mm-hmm. We've got to get to this uh, this pastor, too, who did this unbelievable story. It wasn't really a sermon, but a pastor. Bishop, yeah. A, bis- a bishop, a black bishop, and he's in North Carolina, I think. And he got up and talked about Democrats and all of their stances and just how evil they are and and how bad Planned Parenthood is as it was founded by Margaret Sanger, who founded Planned Parenthood to exterminate blacks. And he goes into all that and he talks about it so effectively dang we don't have we don't have time but yeah we should hold on to this gotta do we this. gotta do it justice but it's uh yeah yeah bishop patrick wooden uh and coming up either tomorrow or or on monday we've got to spend some real time with this because you will not believe what he has to say uh it's his his facts are pretty much irrefutable and uh it should chill Democrats to the core and make them, you know, give them some pause, especially black Democrats, to think, why am I supporting this party? Why am I supporting these people who essentially want to exterminate me and my family? And that was their goal from the beginning. How does that get completely excused by every single Democrat who believes in Planned Parenthood and what that organization does and stands for. How do you how do you get past that? And then you claim to be, yeah, I'm a champion of minority rights. Really? Huh. Because it seems like you support an organization that was designed to eliminate that minority. So how can that be? But he makes some great points. We'll, we'll get into that either tomorrow or... Um, you know, it might be frivolous Friday again. Uh, maybe we'll have to push that to Monday, but might be actually important enough to just do it tomorrow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Pete Buttigieg uh, 
attacking Christianity. I think we covered we covered that. You know what we haven't uh, talked about yet is Neil Young is disappointed with uh, Donald Trump. Well, oh, that's I, too bad. I don't know if I can live with it. Oh, the American? He's, he's an American now. Is he, though? Neil Young. Yeah, remember we had Oh, so he went from Canada to... Mm. So he, no, he, 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 he became a citizen. Became a citizen. And so when you become a citizen of a new nation, of a nation uh, mm-hmm. uh, that you weren't previously, the first thing you do... Is start to uh, uh, you, disparage the you, president you, of that you, nation? You start writing um, open letters <laughs> to the leader of that nation that just accepted you. Good. And you start ripping him to shreds. And so that's what uh, Neil Young, of course, did. He wrote an open letter uh, published on his website. He, uh, he told President Donald Trump, quote, you are a disgrace to my country, unquote. Oh, it's my country now. It's that's your cute. country. That's I like great. how he did that. Yeah. <clears throat> Young, of course, originally from Canada, revealed last month that he's now a citizen of the United States, plans to use his new status to vote Democrat. Good for you. Good for you. Shocking. Uh, The 74-year-old singer used the letter to Trump to show his support for former President Barack Obama Mm. and for socialist Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. Because he helped ruin his old country, and now he wants to ruin his new country with socialism. (laughs) Perfect. Your mindless destruction of our shared natural resources, our environment, and our relationships with friends around the world is unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We have less CO2 now than we had in 2000. So what are you talking about? Yeah. And we didn't need a Paris Accord to get there either. Your policies, decisions, and short-term thinking continue to exacerbate the climate crisis. No. <laughs> it's just the opposite, actually. Maybe you should be informed, Mr. Former Canadian. Oh, man. Just disappointed that he's disappointed, though. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine Uh We are pleased to have with us uh, Hillary Kennedy and her friend Asusana Resendez. Did I say that right? No, obviously not. <laughs> Asusana. Asusana. Resendez. Resendiz. This is why I call her Sue. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, so the running joke is I am Izzy, not Easy. Okay. Oh, Thank hey, you. there yes, you go. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you are running to become uh, Texas's first Republican Latina Congresswoman. That is correct. That's uh, that's great. I, first of all, it's hard to believe that hasn't happened yet. It, I agree. I agree. This and is I, heavy stuff. Yeah, and I guess it hasn't happened because usually. Um, Usually, Latinas are Democrats, right? They're 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 liberals. First of all, let's start at the beginning. How did okay. you guys? How did you two meet? We met at an event in Dallas several years ago for um, the ten most beautiful women in Dallas, and it had to do with also your philanthropy and things like that. But <laughs> okay. Sue was one of the winners, uh, Sue mm-hmm. and then she also, how selfish is she? She also was nominated in Fort Worth as well. Wow! So uh, I didn't win in Fort Worth. I wasn't as pretty in Fort Worth. I lost my looks. <laughs> but that's how we met. And at the time, she wasn't working in politics at all. Okay. So this has been interesting to see her go from just working a regular mm. job to really getting involved in politics because she was always passionate about it but it's been cool to kind of see this transformation when did you decide to to attempt this to be to become a candidate this was back in november in november in november so, so you put this the tail end of october quickly. very much so and so you're running in texas uh district 13 that's correct right and how have you always been conservative or is it new i've always been conservative and the interesting part about 
that is there's always the question you know in indiana when i lived there they called me the scratch and sniff because they couldn't believe that i that they were looking at a latina mm-hmm. that's a republican that's it's true so with that it was so easy to explain because back in 86 when president reagan you have immigration reform mm-hmm. hot and heavy here come my parents and here come my siblings uh, three of them that were born in, in Mexico, and we benefited from that. And that is what, what you know, made me the Republican that I am, because it's easy to follow Reagan's history, too, and my parents are product of it. That's great. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us about some of your policies. For instance, where do you stand on, on um, immigration? Immigration, I definitely want to make sure that there is an opportunity for every single immigrant to live the American dream. And I'm talking about my parents as an example. So you bring my parents in, they're entrepreneurs. My mom saved up all of her life and she finally had the opportunity to um, buy a restaurant, small town mm-hmm. in Petersburg. And then my dad was a farmer till the day he died and you know, showed us that Paul, um, I'm sorry, uh, that economics begins at the dinner table. And my three siblings, my oldest brother, 82nd Airborne Division, he was a hero in you know the Persian Gulf War, and he has probably suffered the most to obtain that that American dream because of the PTSD cases that he has. But mm. in any event, um, my family's a success story. It's not my story; it's their story. Yeah, that's mm. great. You're from a, a real small town in Texas, right? I am Petersburg, Texas. Shout Which I've out. never even heard of. How I many people either. live in Petersburg? <laughs> so unless you've gone to eat at my mom's cafe or uh, have a farm that you need to work at or you go hunting, you probably won't. <laughs> so, but population 1,200 and declining. 1,200. Yes. Okay. So that's why my chamber background, it was so important to me to truly dedicate myself to the small businesses and help them grow and scale and have the opportunities to engage in, in programs that would take them to the state and national level when it comes to economic development because there's no way a CEO for two major chambers should not have success, complete success, by targeting those small businesses which are primarily created by Latinos. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's statistically proven. You've been, you've been labeled, I guess, the anti-AOC. Is that, is that a label that you embrace? I do. Do I like it? Sure. I mean, yeah. I like it. I don't take it to offense. Mm-hmm. Trust me. The other stuff on social media is, is a lot worse. And <laughs> the bet. emails and the emails I'll that bet. we get. So, uh, but being compared to her isn't, it, it's not offensive. Quite honestly, I had loved the opportunity to meet with her because she doesn't represent people that look like me. I don't represent people that, that look like her. We, I'd like to believe that we're on the same page. Clearly we're not. But it's not a matter of going and going to Washington and yelling at her for her liberal leaning views. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just my opinion that she speaks. She speaks nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> she does do that. Why is it? Do you think that so many um, so many Hispanics uh, are liberal? What? Why are so many Democrats and and support that party? Because they've done an amazing job. Democrats have done an amazing job at targeting the Hispanic community and making sure that the Hispanic community is included 
in their liberal ideas. Now, I'm not saying that we can't think for ourselves as Latinos, that's not the case at all, but Mm -hmm. when you have a shepherd that is leading the flock, and I mean, let's be real, the Republican Party is boring. What makes the Republican Party cool? (laughs) What's not us? It's the Democrats. They're the ones with all of these big ideas. You have, you know, you have Bernie Sanders with with his level of crazy, and then you have, you know, Elizabeth Warren. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren that wants to give everyone a free college education. Mm -hmm. And then you have people like, um, well, the other guy that wants- Andrew Yang, yes. I can Mm -hmm. use a thousand, but you know what? Not at the expense (laughs) of the taxpayers. So with that, you have someone that is looking to kind of make sense of everything, but you know, our my biggest thing with our campaign is to make sure that that veterans are taken care of. That's extremely important to me. So I'm taking that as my biggest issue because I'm so sick and tired. And this is where I really want to help Governor Abbott uh, expand on what he wants to do with our homeless veterans. Mm. He wants to help clean this up. And I am so tired of liberals limousine liberals driving by these homeless veterans that have done nothing but serve our country Mm -hmm. and allow them to be the pompous people that they are but they drive right by them and they they don't pay attention they don't pay attention to the issue yeah and they they they're headed to a rally at planned parenthood at the same time (laughs) and then their limousines and their limousines yes how okay homeless veterans is a really difficult situation to address and to solve how how do how do you propose um we take care of these vets Uh, many of them probably have lapsed into drug abuse or or mental illness and some of them don't want to be moved into places of residence so how do how do we address this situation well First off, it's looking at the underlying lack of information that's available made by the VA. Had this situation not happened to my brother and and Hillary, we spoke in depth about this, quite honestly, because she would call and check on me. And, you know, half the time I was either in tears or just frustrated with the system in and of itself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Something as hard as getting, you know, his his medical records from the public and the private sector, because we're looking at two different issues within the VA because you have private doctors that are now put in place. Now, as far as the PTSD goes, my brother, product of it, in one of the most severe cases that we've ever seen, my brother mm. would be a homeless vet if, if he didn't have my mother to care for him. He would be a homeless veteran. And the system, which is the VA, they are so laxy-daisy with so many of their, their alcohol rehab programs their drug rehab programs. My brother was in detox for four days. And next thing you know, we get a call from my brother and he's just like, hey, come pick me up. So it's it makes absolutely no sense because you, there's not a system in place that takes you from point A to point B and then point B takes you to point C, which that is integrating you back into the community. When I was a board member, um, the Texas Department and Housing Community Affairs, I was appointed by Governor Abbott. Those were some of the issues that we did deal with. And quality control, veterans, they uh, half the time they live in squalor. Mm-hmm. And that's a government program. And it needs to go away. So, you know, it's just like my website, hashtag no more homeless vets. Yeah, it's unacceptable. 
uh, it's unacceptable um, that we've allowed this to happen. Absolutely. With our veterans. Absolutely. They're the reason I'm here. You're yeah. here. I'm here. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, so you consider that your probably your biggest issue. Absolutely. Um, you also say that being pro-life is a verb and not a political adjective. What do you mean by that? That's kind of like barbecue. When I moved to Indiana, it was pizza. Honestly, mm-hmm. so with I, I take that, and you're pro-life or you're not. When when you see yourself as a Christian, and you find yourself in a position to where you can truly help someone that's hurting, because that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. They are hurting. They are making a big decision, and if organizations like Planned Parenthood, I'm not. I'm not going to say, because I've never been inside of a Planned Parenthood, I'm not saying that they're encouraging these these young ladies to do the unthinkable, mm-hmm. but what is it that they're doing to, once again, bring them out of that to bring them out of that situation to where, mm-hmm. you know, life after an abortion, this is what it looks like. And I don't know what the waiting period is. I do know that there is a waiting period to, you know, allow them to think about it and talk to their families, I'm sure. But if we don't do something about that, then that's going to become an illegal measure, as it already has. Uh, you've got a big uh, fundraiser coming up. This, I do. Is it Friday? I do. It's this Friday. So Where and sh- how do people get involved? So first and foremost, shout out to Tony Pack, who is my finance chair. He's amazing, godly man. And um, he is the finance chair that's going to take this campaign and and has given it the most momentum uh, monetarily. So it is this Friday at the Mm -hmm. Petroleum Club in Fort Worth. So my old stomping ground. Where you're not quite as beautiful as you right? are when you're in Dallas. <laughs> you know, it's I really, really I, you know. <laughs> I'll be paying way more attention to your brains than your beauty. Is I, you know yeah. what? I agree. I agree. And, you know, I'm tired of being that person that's not looked at, you know, taken seriously. But, uh, you know, it's going to be in Fort Worth. It's going to be at the okay. Petroleum Club, my old mm-hmm. stomping grounds. And, you know, anyone and everyone is invited so long as they max out. Uh, that's my goal. Okay. That, that's my goal. Get right uh, to so, the point. I, well, I mean, let's do because that's what yeah. keeps the campaign going. Well, yeah, yeah. And given the, the fact, I, you know, mm-hmm. we've spoken at the very beginning. This is heavy stuff, and to mm-hmm. be the first Latina, sadly, uh, conservative to come out, you know, come out of Texas. One, I'm a West Texas girl. I'm extremely proud of that. I am an American. I am from Mexican descent. I am the American dream because my family created the American dream. They said from the very beginning, we are not allowed to whine. We deserve nothing. We have to work hard. And they threw that in our face all the time, especially when they made us wake up early when it wasn't fair. But we thought it wasn't fair. But now you know why I'm so antsy. Now you know I'm so antsy. I can't stay still. (laughs) And I just, I I want to make change. And that change is going to happen within the party. If you're not at the table, you get eaten. What are the cities that uh, Texas 13 encompasses? Oh, cheese and crackers. That's oh, it's 41 the, it's counties. The biggest, yeah. it's, the lar- it's the largest district in the entire U.S. And oh, it, so wow. 41 counties. Wow. And it is a rock's throw from my hometown. So okay. know, I, I, get, I could spit and make it to the it's next like county. It's like from the Panhandle down to almost Denton, Texas, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. Decatur. Yeah, it's been covering a lot that's a huge of ground. Area. Yeah. So okay. you're in Wichita Again, Falls? I am. So that, that's my home base. Amarillo. Wichita, Wichita Falls is my home base. I've spent the last several days in Amarillo. 
I just got back from Bowie. I'm headed back to uh, Floydata. And then I have to hit, you know, Amarillo one more time. And then I'm, it, it's, but you know what? Gas is cheap right now, as Mark Davis and I were talking. So I <laughs> thank you, President Trump, for cheap gas. <laughs> so. Okay. So how do people get involved? Um, do you have a website? Uh, yes. Asusena.com. That's and hard to spell. A-S-U-S-E-N-A, right? That's correct. So we practiced that. A Alpha S Sierra U Uniform S Sierra E Echo and November A Alpha. That's so, impressive. I we're all going to remember that. We're dot all going to remember it. Okay, That's and we'll catchy. tweet it out. That's more catchy than just yeah. the, the, right. the letters. We'll yeah. tweet it out. Well, yeah. you we'll are tweet you're out. awesome. Good luck. You are awesome. I'm a big fan of the show, and it's so nice to finally meet you yeah. too. Great to and meet I have you. hats. Oh, you need pink hats. Yes, good. yes. Y'all yes. have daughters. Really good pink Y'all cats. have daughters. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to. Oops. I want to give the no more homeless vets to Hillary, and I have okay. these for y'all too. All right. Thank great. you so much. You're Thank welcome. You. Good luck again. Thank you so much. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh, don't forget early voting is underway right now. Right. It's it's Tuesday. As of Tuesday, it's yes. already on, and uh, the uh, the primary March third. Yes. So, so I have to tell you. There's, is it the top two that get into a runoff? That's How does correct. that work? That's correct. Okay. The top two get into a runoff. And so, you know, it, I'm, I've, I've proclaimed it in the name of Jesus. I'll be in the runoff. Awesome. How many uh, are it. currently uh, running against 15 you? Republicans. 15? Mm-hmm. And I believe it's my four gosh. Democrats. Oh, my gosh. But wow. how many of them That's were nominated? Field. To be the most beautiful. That's exactly. Yeah, That's the, and then dissed, and then dissed in another county. <laughs> I guarantee you, zero of the Democrats were nominated. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. Good luck. I appreciate Santa. y'all. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred Also at Pat Unleashed on uh, Twitter. Um. Let's see. Where we go now? Oh. Let's uh let's give you an idea of what's to come either tomorrow or on Monday as far as uh thank you for the for the caps uh as far as this pastor is concerned this black pastor who is speaking strongly uh about Hillary Clinton uh about planned parenthood about Mark Sanger or Margaret Margaret Sanger let's give you just a little taste of what he has to say just go ahead and play that first clip Everybody's talking about being woke. Woke! Woke! And, and, and you didn't know that Margaret Sanger? You, you didn't know that Margaret Sanger said this? We don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the population. Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood. Now, this was written in 1939. So how are you going to be woke? How are you going to be a woke church? and don't know this. Mm. This is old. This is old. It's you bishops and pastors and leaders out there, if you haven't told your congregation about the number one killer of African Americans, mm-hmm. an organization that kills more Af- African Americans every two weeks than the Klan did in its entire history, you are not qualified to use the word woke. My. For you are the epitome of being asleep. You're asleep at the wheel. Okay, there's a ton more where that came from. That's just a little <laughs> taste of what's to come. 
But what a statistic. We'll have to look into that and make sure that's that's accurate. I'm sure it is. There are Planned Parenthood Planned Parenthood kills more blacks in two weeks every two weeks than the plan than the clan, the clan killed in their history. Wow. Have you ever heard that statistic before? No. I've, I've never heard that. No. Uh, that's just absolutely chilling. So uh, we've got much more. He's, I mean, there's a bunch of clips that uh, we're going to share with you. This guy is amazing, this black bishop from North Carolina. His name is uh, Bishop Patrick Wooden, and he's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say about Hillary Clinton, Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood, Democrats in general, and he's not a Republican. He's, he's an independent. Uh, so just amazing stuff, and, and we'll share more of that coming up in yeah. the na- days to come. A very bold, brave man. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 888-933-93. You know, we just had Asusana in, in here uh, talking about her, her run for Texas 13. Um, right now, AOC, she is the anti-AOC, the AOC is also in a huge uh, runoff with a whole bunch of challengers right now. She also faces, she faces 13 others that are uh, challenging her as well from within the Democrat Party as well as uh, several Republicans as she's preparing for her re-election bid. What would be nice is if somebody beats her in the primary and we don't have to worry about AOC in office anymore. I don't know how possible that is. Uh-huh. Uh some voters still had not heard of uh of her at all. Others said they would weigh the merits of her rivals as the contest heats up over the summer, but most uh in her district apparently are voicing support for her. Mm. Now I had thought that she wasn't that popular because she wasn't doing anything for her district. Everything she did focused on her or keeping good things out of her district like all those jobs from amazon remember that yes she what twenty five thousand mm-hmm. twenty five thousand new jobs that would have gone to people in her district yeah gone her primary uh april 28th we have to wait till then to see and i'm looking i don't see any kind of polling or anything like that but there are 12 democrats uh, yeah 12 democrats yeah my goodness so <laughs> that's a honestly that's, i i almost want to just tell new york uh brooklyn in particular just pick one yeah, I don't care I, who I don't it get is. Any of them. Just get rid of her. I don't know anything about any of them. Just draw a name out of the hat that's not AOC, and we'll be happy. And okay. can you imagine what a shock to her system that would be? Because she thinks that uh, she's invincible now. You know she does. Uh, you know that she believes there's nobody that can touch her. And she's already amassed what over five point three million. When's this story dated? Yeah, four days ago, she had over five million dollars in her campaign chest already. Yeah. That's nuts. Wow. Okay, that sucks. That's going to make her really tough to beat. (laughs) That sucks. Uh, That is really going to make her tough to beat. Wait, wait. A former CNBC anchor? uh, Again, I don't know who this is. Michelle Caruso Cabrera um, is running against her. Running against her? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Also, John Cummings, a former police officer, he's raised... She's raised what is it? Five point four million. Yeah, five point three. He's raised four hundred twenty-five thousand in ten weeks. I mean, that's not Wayne <clears throat> Messam level money. Raising no, a cool five dollars in one quarter alone. <laughs> I mean, you can't all be Wayne Messam when it comes to uh, filling up that war chest. No, yeah, you can only dream to make Wayne Messam uh, campaign uh, contributions. Mm. You can only dream of that. 
888 So we'll keep an eye on that race as well as Asusana's because uh, she, she sounds great. And I, I love the fact that she's raising the issue of homeless vets because yeah. that is a problem that's really difficult, really horrible. Uh, we shouldn't be in. And uh, just you know, raising the awareness of it will hopefully make people aware enough to get involved and, if and you, to help out. If you didn't quite follow the uh, <clears throat> Alpha Bravo and all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, I didn't. You know, actually. Uh, no. uh, go to at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We've got a link to uh, her website if you'd like to go check that out. That's probably easier than remembering the Alpha Bravo thing. <laughs> uh, also, after 100 plus years of the standard A through F grading system, some modern schools have deemed it to be antiquated. Some districts have moved to their own proprietary grade scales in order to alleviate a shame on a student, the shame that they might feel if they earn a D <laughs> or an F. I can't. And I know. we're going to take that shame away because if you see a D or an F on your report card, there's no overcoming that. You just can't. That's why Madison Metropolitan School in Wisconsin, their school district, is moving to EX, M, DV, or E. Oh, what do these mean? EX stands for exceeding. Student consistently exceeds grade level expectations. Okay. Meeting is M. Oh, no. So they're meeting, the student consistently meets the grade level, grade level expectations. All right, all right, you're skating by, okay. DV is, you're developing, okay? The you're, student is developing understanding and is approaching. You're developing? They're approaching grade level uh, oh, expectations. Okay. And E for emerging. The student is <laughs> beginning to show initial understanding of grade you're level an, expectations. It's like you're an emerging economy? They're saying you suck? <laughs> yes. Just give me an F next time. That is I'm emerging? That's my grade that emerging is... student? Yes. The stupid yes. world. Now, if they suddenly announce that this is going to be the system in businesses all across the country, too, then you're on to something. If you, if you fail at your job and your, your employer says, well, you know what? You're emerging. Yeah, but I want to... You're almost there. So I'm an E. You're an E. I want to be an EX, though. <laughs> Just give me the axe. Oh. <laughs>